hello. Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I'm your host, Doc. I don't know what's going on with my throat right now, but I'm sure it's going to clear up. I would like to say a rest in peace to Mr. Thomas Jefferson Bird, who was murdered in Atlanta, Georgia at the age of 70. We know him from multiple spike leaf joints. He played a lot of uh, weird characters. He was uh, a good actor. I don't think any older man should be murdered, but I don't know the particulars of what happened here. And so I'm not going to speculate anything. Uh, I also would like to say rest in peace to the 210,000 people who have died in America from COVID and the 35 million people who are suffering from COVID. Not rest in peace, but best wishes and speedy recovery to them and the 7.4 million cases here in America, the 1.1 million dead worldwide. I wish that we can get a grip on this thing. And since we're talking about COVID before I move on, I have to speak about Trump. Trump has COVID-19. His wife has COVID-19. Christie has it. Uh, Conway has it. A bunch of senators got it from these open air, no mass events, right? So we get in conflict in reports. Mark Meadows. Meadows, who's the chief of staff, he appears on this Judge Jeannie show Saturday, Fox show. You know, she's always caping for Trump big time. I mean, she's insane with it. He tells her that he's very concerned because his condition Friday, his blood oxygen levels plummeted. He was feverish and he had a temperature of 103. And he also reported that he had heart palpitations and Trump had asked him, was he going to die? Then Trump Saturday goes on Twitter and says, oh, well, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. Not only that, then Trump leaves Walter Reed Medical Center on Sunday to go on a waving campaign in his car and putting in jeopardy the secret servicemen who are doing a job. Now, they're in jeopardy. Their family's in jeopardy. I believe they all have to be quarantined. He put everybody in the hospital in jeopardy. Now they have to do all this extra cleaning because he's sure he had to take elevators. Probably he's a president. There's a private elevator and stuff. But there's security involved. There's staff involved. He should not be leaving the hospital. He is now contaminated. This is the leader of the free world who's using the brain power of a four-year-old, the brain power of a four-year-old, because then he tries to play games with us as though he's working so hard while he's in the hospital signing blank pieces of paper using a Sharpie. What are we, fucking idiots, man? I mean, you know, and then his daughter, look at him. He never stops. You know what? If you're sick, it's all right at 74 years old to not play God and say, you know what? I am a human being. I am a human being. I am frailties. I can suffer just like you. But this is not teaching him empathy. This is teaching him to be more megalomaniac, more arrogant. I mean, there are. COVID for weeks, man, lose taste buds, lose hearing. He's acting like this is less than the common cold. 
Now, I don't know what the real story is, and we will find out as it goes along. But because of the way things are being handled out of Washington, out of Walter Reed, out of the hospital, this is giving people a, you know what, I don't believe this type of thing. People are going to go into conspiracy theories. They're going to start thinking that we hoaxed, that all of a sudden, him at 74, he's the strongest man alive. And COVID can't even damage him more than a quick visit to a hospital because the reports are coming out that he wants to be released on Monday. Now, I understand that the White House probably has a hospital wing inside that building that is better than most hospitals that you and me will ever see in our entire life. I am sure they can treat him there. And if that's what he chooses to do, I cannot say anything about it. But to be going back and forth and jeopardizing people, it's not like me or you, where we hop in our car by ourselves and drive somewhere. When he goes somewhere, he goes with a security team. And those are human beings those are fathers, brothers, husbands, friends, uncles, and they have a regular life that they have to live. And if anything is shaky about this, and I mean anything at all is shaky about this, Joe Biden's responsibility to the American public is to speak up about the shenanigans, if there are any shenanigans at all. And I am not stating or claiming that there are. Because I always say this, strange talk with Doc does not deal with rumors, innuendos, or gossip. But if Joe Biden and Democratic Party or even the Republican Party senators and congressmen think that anything is flaky, they should bring it to the public's attention because we have an election coming up on 11-3. And this is an important election, and I need you to have your voice count. Do not think for a second that your voice does not count. Your vote does count. It's important. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you send it in early, if you vote early, if you stand on those lines. It does not make a difference who you pulled the lever for. Do not let November 3rd pass and you are not a part of this process. And because I'm not going to say something as weak as just because you didn't vote, you don't have a voice. Make your voice worthwhile. You were given one by whoever is your higher power. Not my higher power for you, but whoever is your higher power gave you a voice. And your voice is important. And it needs to be heard loud and clear. And the loudest and clearest way to make that voice be heard is to pull a lever for somebody during the 2020. Don't get caught in no minutia that it doesn't count. Don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to motherfuckers at no barbershop. Don't listen to those idiots at your job or your buddy who ain't never voted in his life. Convince that buddy between now and November 3rd to vote at this even the first time they've ever done it. It's important. So Chris Christie's fat ass, he also tested positive for COVID. That number is now up to 14 people from that Rose Garden event that have tested positive for COVID. And Christie, because he's not in the best shape of any human being you've ever seen, he is now in the hospital. So I let's see how his hospitalization and Trump's hospitalization coincide. Let's see how he handles it as opposed to Trump handles it. Because if Trump handles this like he's Superman, then we know we had to been hoodwinked on this one, right? 
So my New York City mayor, Bill de Blasio, said he's going to impose new lockdowns in nine neighborhoods in New York City come Wednesday. And they're keeping their eye on another 11. That's 20 neighborhoods in New York City that are not doing the right thing at this moment. We understand that this is the Jewish holiday season. And a lot of these neighborhoods are predominantly Jewish. But I'm not, don't take this as any anti-Semitic. I'm not being, uh, I'm not coming down on the Jewish community. I want them to be able to celebrate their whole holidays, their holy holidays to the best of their ability. But you know what? Some people have had to do things via Zoom. Some things people have had to do things via online and FaceTime. And you have to do that. I understand and I truly believe that your God will not frown upon you because there's something that you cannot do during this season. You just hope and pray to your God and believe in your God, have faith in your God that you can have another chance. Now, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. And it has a lot to do with this podcast. It has a lot to do with life in general. I'm a person that believes that if you don't commit to something 100%, you shouldn't even be involved with it. You should stay the hell away from it. If you cannot commit to your wife, or a woman cannot mit- commit to a husband 100% and they have to still go on the side, then don't get married. Where's the gun to your head that says that you have to do this? Now, how that relates to podcasting is podcasting takes work. It takes, uh, you have a responsibility to make sure that the things that come out your mouth are correct, that you're not speaking out of both sides of your neck, because people can go back and just Go back to the other show and see, okay, well, this was his opinion Tuesday, and this is since this person's a fraud. But I believe that commitment means a lot. And I have now decided that this show, Strange Talk with Doc, will no longer take uh, phone calls unless I'm given 24 hours notice. And the reason I say that is because without that 24 hours notice, I have to go through a long editing process of removing commercials from this service that I use, which is called TalkShoe. TalkShoe is now blindly putting in two commercials into my program. And at this day and time, being this black man that I am, I do not know what these commercials will contain. The commercials that I can control, I will still have them in there. But for somebody to blindly put one in there, I have a major problem with that. So I won't be using any service that will be doing that to me. So if you're listening to me at TalkShoe, do me a favor. Please turn it off right now and go to one of the other websites that I also have this show listed on. Go to one of your apps and listen to Strange Talk with Doc. I don't care if it's iTunes, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor. Go to one of those. Give me credit for what I'm doing. TalkShoe doesn't give me credit for my show. I get nothing back for doing this show. But if I get numbers on these other program platforms, and that includes YouTube, I get credit. And I won't ever really ask you to do anything for me. This is one of those few things that I will ask you to do. So if you like the show, please listen to the show somewhere other than talk show. I would appreciate that.
And once again, I'm not taking calls unless I have 24 full hours notice, no day of phone calls. People have a chance to reach out to me. I have a website that I keep with a blog that lets people know what I will be talking about per se. I always do things off the cuff because it has to be organic. If it's not organic, then why am I bothered doing this? I'm not a scripted person. I'm not a person that has to go by a book. Sometimes a thought enters my head. It veers me off a subject and I come back to it 10, 15 minutes later. But that's the way I like to do this. So I'm on the office season five. And I know, yeah, yeah, you watched it all the way back before 2010. And office is madness, man. I mean, it's but so many episodes I can watch per day. It's a real crazy show, but I enjoy it and I appreciate uh, finding. I don't even know how I found it. I guess I found it by mistake, but I wish I would have found it years ago. But it's nice to have something to uh, marathon watch right now. And Saturday Night Live came back for, I believe, the 46th season. This thing has been in my life like forever. I remember when I could barely stay up I was a kid. Now I can watch it. And it was a very good show. You had Chris Rock was the host. Megan Thee Stallion was the guest host. I mean, the uh, musical performer. The first song she did, Savage, she shocked me. Because at the end of the song, she did some protests. And one of the things that she said was that Daniel Cameron, I don't know who the woman's voice, was as bad as one of the black people who would have sold us back to slavery. And I am shocked that NBC allowed that in. I am shocked that Saturday Night Live allowed that in. I am shocked that that was on Megan Thee Stallion's mind. But I appreciate NBC. I appreciate SNL, and I appreciate Megan for the message. I appreciate the message saying that black women are endangered and that we need to protect them. This was a young lady who just went through an incident herself, and I'm sure that she is feeling this to her heart. And so I appreciate them all for that. Now, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And I'll... if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that would allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Welcome back and thank you for sticking through that break. I appreciate you. Now, we're going to talk some sports and some other things, and we're going to get out of here. I'm going to keep it short, and I'm going to keep it sweet for you today, okay, people? My New York Yankees kick off the divisional championship series with the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. And uh, the Yankees have struggled with the Rays, but I'm hoping that they could turn this around. They had a couple of days off to get their minds right, to get whatever kind of poison that Tampa holds against them out of their system. This is a Yankee team that I had big expectations for, and I still do, and I'm hoping that they could pull this together, beat them, and go on to the World Series. It's been since 2009. 
I want a World Series title for the Bombers. Okay, so last night, Jimmy Butler went crazy, people. He went off 40 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists, and his Miami Heat, without Bam, without Drogic, beat the Los Angeles Lakers. So this series is now 2-1. to one. Uh, LeBron is LeBron, but A.D., Antonio Davis, Anthony Davis, the brow cannot have final championship final games like this. He is no baby in the league anymore. This is against his legacy. There is no reason to be having mediocre games in the finals. He has to be dominant at all times. Now, I predicted that the Heat, out of pride alone, would pull off at least a game. Because there's another game tomorrow, Tuesday, and there's another game Friday. Both of the games are going to be played at 9 o'clock. And I expected the Lakers to finish this off by Friday. And so there is still a possibility that this may be the only game they get. Because if they cannot get Bam back, can we truly expect Butler to play lights out like this over and over and over again? I hope he does. I hope he makes this competitive. I hope Tyler Hero can still shoot lights out. But we shall see. I think the Lakers can turn the corner and actually end this. So I'm expecting us to be just focusing on baseball and football going out. By, by Friday, I'm I'm still thinking that this is going to be a 4-1 for the Lakers. So we did have the UFC at Fight Island, Abu Dhabi. Holly Holmes uh, dominated Irene Aldanta. Jermaine Deramine beat uh, Julia Pena. And Carlos Condit and Court McGee actually fought to a draw, which is kind of weird. But it was a good, entertaining card, and I appreciate it. And I believe there's another UFC card coming up on Fight Island this weekend, and I will talk about that Saturday. I'll give a preview of that on my next Strange Talk with Doc right here, Saturday. So the Cleveland Browns beat the Dallas Cowboys, 49-38. And if you didn't see the game, you see 49 points for Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield must have went crazy. No, Baker Mayfield did not go crazy. The Dallas Cowboys defense is a defense that lacks pride. I mean, they Odell Beckham Jr. did exactly what I said Saturday he would do. He would have that blowout game against them. Not only catching the ball, he was clowning them by running, running. I mean, trick plays. They they made the Dallas Cowboys look like chumps. Sure, Dak Prescott threw for 500 yards, and I predicted that also because Dallas offense should be so angry at the defense. It's almost like the American public should be so angry at our House and Senate for lack of work. I mean, there's two different teams. You got the Dallas Cowboy offense, which can score, even though they made some turnovers yesterday that cost them. But the defense, they're just collecting paychecks and not giving one damn. I mean, not even caring. There's no sense of pride on the Dallas Cowboys defense. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 33-25. Joe Barrow got that first W. Good for Joe Barrow, man. He looks like he's going to be a steady pro going on. I, I, I'm, I'm going to root for the kid. I mean, he's already had a tie, went to an overtime, and now he finally got that W. So good for him. The Rams beat the Giants 17-9. 
in a boar fest. I don't remember the last time the Giants actually scored a touchdown, man. I mean, their field goal kicker is about all they do. I mean, I understand they have very little uh, weapons. And I have personal beef between Ramsey and uh, Golden Tate after the game because there's some fi- family dynamic. But I'm not going to go into that. That's You want to read about it? You pick up a paper or go to a gossip line and you check that out. But I just put that bug in your ear. But the Rams are not looking as dominant as I thought they were. Steady? Yes. Dominant? No. So they moved that Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers game, I believe, to week seven because it was postponed because 13 Titans tested positive for COVID. And I'm hoping that the NFL can get a grip on this because this is going to be a big thing if you got to keep rescheduling, moving, and postponing games. That's not going to be bode well for actually finishing out the season. The Minnesota Vikings finally got a victory. They beat the winless Houston Texans 31-23. Man, Watson deserves so much better than what he has with that Bill O'Brien. I mean, that is, I hate that they got rid of Hopkins, but the Minnesota Vikings do have a very good offense, so I'm expecting Minnesota to maybe turn the corner. I don't know if they're going to be a real threat, but I expect them to pull out some wins. Now, this was a shocker to me. The Carolina Panthers lost to the, I mean, beat the Arizona Cardinals 31-21. The last two weeks, I have not liked the way Calamari has looked. I have not liked the way the Arizona Cardinals have looked. And the Carolina Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater were quite shocking. I mean, he was on point. He had a very good game. He led some very good drives. So congratulations to the Carolina Panthers. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Chicago Bears 19-11. Mr. Nick Foles with all that internet love and he can't beat Nick Foles. Well, it happened yesterday, people. Chicago Bears came down to earth. I didn't even know that they were undefeated, but they didn't seem like a team that was undefeated. They're not a dominating team at all. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Miami Dolphins 31-23. Seahawks are on a whole nother level, man. They just steady. They did grind. They're not spectacular, but they grind you out and they beat you up and they run at you and they have Russell who does not make a ton of mistakes. And Fitzpatrick, he tries as hard as he doesn't have a lot down there in Miami, but Miami's a grinding team too. They, they, they never really truly embarrassed themselves. They seem to be in most games, but this wasn't no shocker. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Los Angeles Chargers 38-31. Now, the Chargers had a rookie quarterback, and Tampa Bay has, like, Methuselah as a quarterback. And once again, he threw a pick six, but I believe he also threw five touchdowns. So, you know what? You can't really come down on a guy who makes a mistake and then also gives you five TDs. So, Brady seems to have that ship righted in Tampa, and we will be seeing playoffs if there are playoffs. The Saints beat the Detroit Lions 35-29. Alvin Kamara, what can you say, man? Alvin Kamara is a special back. He can do it all. I, I like him. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. And I hope he has a long, good, healthy career and makes shit load of money. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Washington football team 31-17. Haskins had a lot of passing yards, but Washington's offense is not scary, but they tried to compete. 
And Baltimore Ravens had this game locked up so much that they could actually pull Jackson in the fourth quarter. And that bodes well for the Ravens because it gives Jackson a chance to make sure that he stays healthy. The Buffalo Bills beat the Las Vegas Raiders 30-23. to People are going to start giving, have to give Allen a little dab. They're going to have to put a little bit of respect on Allen's name. Another game with three touchdowns passing. Does he, if you're a Bill fan, probably make you nervous, but it probably also exciting nervousness because you never know what you're going to get. He's that box of chocolates that uh, Forrest Gump was talking about. But so far, it's working. They're 4-0. The Buffalo Bills are 4-0, and that doesn't happen very often in this world. Now, Sunday night's game was the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the San Francisco 49ers, and the Eagles beat the 49ers 25-20. The San Francisco 49ers are missing some pieces. We all know that. But you know they compete. They got a good running game. And the Eagles, this was their first win of the season. I mean, that NFC East is an abomination. Think about it. Nobody has more than one victory. The Eagles have a win. They have two losses and a tie. Dallas Cowboys are one and three. Washington is one and three. And the New York Giants are 0 and 4. I mean, a combined four teams with a grand total of two victories, a tie, and I'm not even going to count up the losses. I mean, they're a joke. Joke of a division. Oh, boy. So the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots are going to play tonight. This game was postponed by the NFL, but it's been moved to Monday Night Football at 7.05. You can see it on free TV. It's going to be on CBS. Now, I am sure the Atlanta Falcons and Green Bay Packers, they're probably going, damn, man, this sucks because we had the Monday night all to ourselves because they're the regular Monday night football game, which I believe is going to be played on ESPN at 850. But now you have, I guess it's a treat. See, when the first game ends, you can catch the second half of the Green Bay Packers Atlanta Falcons. Now, I'm going to have to go in this game with the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Patriots because we know Cam Newton's out. He tested positive. So without the second string who also tested positive you now are going to the third string quarterback up against the Kansas City Chiefs no way Atlanta Falcons playing for their lives against Green Bay Packer I don't think it makes a difference Aaron Rodgers likes the big stage and Aaron Rodgers going to shine he's going to demolish the, the Falcons this might be one of those good games where you might actually get a 38-31 game but I do have the Packers winning. And the Thursday night football game, we got Brady and those Buccaneers are going into Chicago to play the Bears. So I will be back Saturday with my normal show, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want to reach out to me in any way, shape, or form, on the bottom of every link to anywhere that you listen to this podcast is a link to my website. On that website, you can message me, you can email me, you can check my blog, and you can contact me. And this way, I will give you the information where we could chop it up one-on-one live. Maybe you want your voice also heard live. You don't want to just listen, but you want to actually add something to the show. And I would appreciate this. And I'm going to tell you people, like I tell you each and every time, peace to you 
and peace to yours.